Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in this episode, we're bringing you our review of Sonic the Hedgehog. Plus, all the latest movie news, of course, and listen out for at some point in this podcast the next code word to enter in our first anniversary giveaway. Let's do it. So let's just jump straight into our review of Sonic, Tim. We saw Sonic the Hedgehog or a week or so ago now, mm-hmm. so it's had time to settle and marinate, if you will. Yes, my uh, pulse has returned to normal after the excitement of Sonic Racing <laughs> Super Speed. Obviously, this movie had a lot of controversy before it came out. It was delayed for six months due to the design of Sonic, which people were just not happy with. He looked like a scary... The kid from Jumanji, I think we related it to, didn't we? That was such a good call. I still giggle when you say <laughs> that. It, it gives you that visual. If you, I guess if you haven't seen the original design everyone Mm. i feel is familiar with the yeah with the kid in the monkey kid in jumanji so you kind of know how terrifying (laughs) and off-putting and unsettling that it was it was how would you describe it lee like it was almost had because sonic is a is a cartoon character right but Mm -hmm. this new design for the film was almost human-like. It was very odd. What, the new version or the the one everyone hated? The one everyone hated, apologies. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was scary. Um, so they've redesigned it, and I think they did a really fantastic job. The end result was much better, right? Oh, definitely. And I think now having seen the film, having that new design or the one that's more true to his, uh, you know, Seeker game roots, mm. it really worked for the tone and the fun family mm. entertaining, like theme and and feeling of the movie i can't Mm. actually try and imagine 
the first design working. <laughs> like it just wouldn't have like his comedy, the script, mm. like or it just would have felt wrong. It would have just felt so wrong. One thing that did jar with me though, and I'm not sure if this is a leftover from the design change or whether it's that they just didn't have a clear direction in mind, but I found it a little confusing trying to figure out whether he was a kid or whether he was a young adult. So a lot of the story implied that he was a young adult by this stage, but then James Marsden's character, who's the co-star in this, um, kept referring to him as kid, and the voice didn't quite match that for me, and I, that was where it sort of jarred for me. Yeah. What did you think? Well, Ben Schwartz is the voice artist for Sonic, and, yeah, that's a really good point because they, they do kick off the film with some sort of, like, his origin in his world, and you mm. do see him as a kid, and then you see him grow up and, and he finds his way into our world, uh, like Earth, for example. Mm. But yeah, I I agree. I guess maybe it's a term of endearment calling someone kid, perhaps. But mm. he, he didn't, he sounded very old, but he did yeah. have traits of uh, immaturity. And I guess he was, he was on this new adventure in, in this mm. world, uh, you know, that he was, that he'd called home for a little while before he was kind of discovered and tracked down and chased mm. by the evil genius played by Jim Carrey, Dr. Robotnik? Yep. Tongue twister. <laughs> Let's talk about Jim Carrey because mm. he was phenomenal. This was this was classic Jim Carrey and I loved it. I grew up on classic Jim Carrey, if you will, in the mid to late 90s, you know, Riddler mm. and Batman Forever. He's just OTT way of, of acting and comedy, Ace Venture, etc. The list goes on. I was so happy to see him return to those roots. It was just, mm. he's just a master at work, isn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. One thing that I would have liked to have seen, though, just speaking about Jim Carrey and the design and all that kind of concept, this story is like an origin story set on Earth, isn't it? I really would have loved to have seen Jim Carrey in Sonic's world. Like, I would have loved to have seen more of Sonic's world and taken it to that fantasy land and the, the land that we're more familiar with from the games. Yeah, yeah. So what they've, they've tried to bring it into our world to make it more relatable, obviously, and give it a different spin, but I would have just loved to have been inside the video game. Mm, no, I agree. And I think that hopefully because, and this is no spoiler, they do clearly set it up for the franchise to continue with a sequel, one, two, three, however many they end up making. Mm. And I think there's opportunity to really explore those worlds that we got little tastes of um, mm. in this film. And I, I thought that was actually quite effective. I wasn't really? left too disappointed that we didn't sink our teeth more into this. I guess they needed to really establish and introduce the character mm. into the world of film before they do that. But I understand why you think that you were like, oh, damn, why didn't we get more of that? Do you think it, that they might have saved the best for the sequel, though? That is a very profound statement. You're probably right, to be honest. Mm. I wasn't disappointed with this film in any stretch. No. But, That's not yeah. to negate it at all. But. No, no, I know what you're saying, yeah. I think, yeah, I guess they did. But it's something to look forward to. But considering how much controversy there was with the design, mm. that's a big gamble to say that you're going to get a sequel and to be acting, you know, to plan the story like you're going to have a sequel when it didn't go well to begin with. I guess Hollywood make those gambles all the time. There are films that have the intention and they've even got deals with the actors, you know, mm. multiple picture deals on you know ip and sometimes it doesn't work but i think that we're in a safe zone where the risk has paid off and so we can kind of get excited about what they might 
be cooking up for, mm. you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Well, I will agree with you there. And it's from first-time director Jeff Fowler. So knowing all of that and the controversy and, and how well it's been pulled off, have we sort of said that? We, we did enjoy it, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think we've hinted at it while we've been talking mm. about it so far. But, yeah, let's bring it home in terms of... I loved it. Like, I thought it was so fun. I think this director, for a first-time director, has done a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah, which I was actually quite impressed that he was a first-time director, to be honest. Mm. It's always nice that these new talents surface and they can deliver, like, on the pressure of nailing, or maybe not nailing in certain areas, but doing a really great job to appease a very uh, specific fan base and very passionate. well-beloved. Yeah, very passionate. They literally made the studio spend, what, like $5 million on redesigning Sonic mm. to how he should have always looked. And it's not often that that goes well either. No. I mean, I'm not entirely on board with the practice of doing that. I think if, from a creative point of view, if you're putting something out into the world and you're all getting together as creatives to make something that's your vision, mm. to then be almost bullied into changing your vision... I'm not sure I agree with that, but in this instance, it was a good call. Yeah, exactly. I don't like audiences getting in the way of creative license because there's something quite enjoyable about experiencing someone's new spin, whether it be aesthetically mm. or through storytelling, their own spin on, on a known character or a known IP or universe. So I get what they were trying to do, bring him into the new world with the with the current design, like mm. with the first design, but then going, oh, actually, maybe this isn't going to serve us very well. And yeah, they did kind of come crawling back with, with what people were expecting, I suppose. We touched on the story briefly. We mentioned that it's about Sonic being, I guess, banished from his own world into Earth and having to live under the radar amongst us. Mm. What did you think of the story? Look, I, I think it, it didn't break any ground, uh, new ground, if you will. It mm. was very run-of-the-mill origin story, but I think that what they managed to do was tell it really well with a lot of conviction and mm. the world-building elements like the function of the rings and, and where he had mm. been and how that serves his his present and his potential future. Like I think that all the layers to his abilities and him learning what his abilities are, mm. I think the story was told quite well and they definitely made humour the catalyst to kind of get through all the all the ups and downs of the of the journey mm. it kind of cut through and was actually quite quite enjoyable if i can be a little bit punny for a second i think the story took off at the speed of sonic <laughs> it was quite quick wasn't yeah, it i mean yeah. do you think that it needed to move fast because the story was a bit thin mm, yeah potentially that's a good point or because it is a kids movie more than anything I would, yeah, uh, there's definitely things that kids would just love and they need to serve that audience. But you've also got, you know, adults who are in their mid to late 30s who grew up playing Sega games with Sonic. So they kind of had to make sure it wasn't too childlike and, and it was talking to a more adult audience as well. So, mm. I mean, you've got to have that quick pace to get the storytelling moving. But they ha yeah, they had to establish a lot. I mean, they had to really explain Dr. Robotnik's, like, what he was all about, like, mm. what sort of arm of the government and his way of working. I thought that was cool. I loved that whole backstory about him. It just, it really fleshed out a character that you wouldn't really know much about otherwise. No. You know, he's the bad guy. That's it. Yeah, that's it. But he was quite, yeah, he was written and performed quite compellingly. I was very, very excited every time he returned to the screen, which is always nice. 
Absolutely. Mm. You've got a note here about um, pop culture references. Yeah, I think it was, and this is always a bit of a, like, whether they get it right or not. You know, they were because mm. it's current to the time when you're referencing pieces, bits of pop culture that are known in the, you know, cultural zeitgeist of 2020. Like hashtag YOLO or something, throwing it, in a few. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's kind of like... Do you roll your eyes at that moment? But then how is it going to, is it going to feel nostalgic when we watch this movie in 20 years time? Like I know what they're trying to do. Or does it date the movie? Yes. Which is a big risk. I mean, there are some, and a lot in comedies, how they're commenting on something that's going on in society and obviously having that satire flair Mm. to it. And that can sometimes really stand like stay up and you can revisit it 20 years later. But, and I think, I think they, I think they, did an all right job. There were a few that will date really badly, I think, but I mean, that that's that's fine. We touched on this briefly before, but um, obviously it's an origin story, mm. quite a solid one at that we've mentioned. And there was very clear pointers to a sequel. Yes, very much. Which I'm not sure, have, has that been put in the works yet? I don't know if officially, but it made about 300 million worldwide on an $85 million budget. So, I mean, it, it would either break even or they'd have a few, you know, coins in their pocket mm. off the back of this. So I think that there is potential because it was so well received. I, th- I think it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if they announced soon that there will be a sequel. So overall, Tim, what did you think of Sonic the Hedgehog? I was really surprised. I went in quite skeptical with low expectations mm. based around the, the design and the creatives bowing down to pressure from the community mm. to redesign him, you know, all those sorts of red flags that you brought up before about creative license, etc. And I wasn't expecting, you know, video game adaptations don't necessarily sweep the Oscars, but (laughs) I I sat there going, this is really fun. It's entertaining. It's colorful. It's fast paced. And it was funny. And it was great to see Jim Carrey deliver such a fun performance. And you could tell he had fun doing Mm -hmm. it, which, you know, really, really translates to your experience as a viewer. So I'm going to give it three popcorn kernels. I'm going to go a half more purely for the mastery that is Jim Carrey. (laughs) It was a really fun, fast-paced movie, really enjoyable. And there were a few things that I would have liked to have seen done differently, but I think that's more a personal thing for me rather than a professional critique, if you will. So that was our review of Sonic the Hedgehog, so you can catch that digitally now. Let us know what you think. Let's move on to news now. Um, It's been confirmed by... Disney this week that Taika Waititi is going to write and direct a new Star Wars movie. There were whisperings that he was working on a plot or a sort of a pitch, if you will. It's not clear if it's one of the planned three that the directors of Game of Thrones dropped out of. Hmm. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, we could speculate forever. I think the Star Wars universe needs a lot of work. Projects are coming and going. Those that are Disney Plus, you know, TV series exclusives, Hmm. they've had to kind of rework the Obi-Wan TV show because it was very similar to the story arc of the Mandalorian and I guess mm. that the cinematic universe, yeah, it kind of ended controversially or not in the way they'd hoped with Rise of Skywalker, but this piece of news now that it's confirmed really excites me. Like Taika Waititi as a writer, as a director mm. is going to bring something quite different to the, to Star Wars. Do you think? Yeah, but it's a, it's a line he's going to have to walk very carefully because this IP, I guess, if you will, this series, this franchise Mm. is so beloved by so many people and people can get quite feral about it. 
very feral. I mean, I I don't know if you want to, you know, check out a Star Wars forum. Like, they, <laughs> they're quite brutal. I think feral is definitely the word. But, you know, they're passionate and they want, they want an experience that pays homage and respects, you know, what George Lucas paved, started mm. paving in, in 1977 with the first film. Like, there's... It's an incredible world of characters and exploration. And I hope that they decide to branch far away from the Skywalker saga realm. And mm. we just get new stories, new characters, new parts of the universe waiting for a Jabba the Hutt reference or a Boba Fett reference. Mm. Like that doesn't excite me anymore. I want yep. something fresh and new. Like let's, let's take some risks. Absolutely. And there's a tentative plan for Aussie cinemas to reopen in June. This is quite exciting. It was announced this week, obviously, by the Prime Minister that there's an overall plan. It's going to depend on which state you're in and how things go with relaxing restrictions, obviously. Mm. Um, But what the plan is, is for booking systems to stagger the seating, which I'm loving. I wish they would just do this all the time. So you'll have an empty chair on either side of a person. So you don't have to squish up next to a loud popcorn eater or a, you know, a sniffly loud laugher or something. Am I am I a loud popcorn eater Lee? Go on, let's no, just have no, a confession. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're the perfect cinema partner, Tim. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Like this piece of news excites me to no end. It also makes me nervous like whether it's true, whether I should get my hopes up. But you know, mm. Lee and I are just so excited to get back in front of the oh, screen and bring so you exciting. reviews from that shared experience in a cinema with people. So Let's hope that we can report on this piece of news again and again and it get closer and closer. (laughs) We have Sylvester Stallone news. We love Mm. some Stallone news. So Demolition Man 2 is in the works at Warner Brothers, apparently very early stages, according to the, you know, sound bites from Stallone himself. I got quite excited about this when I heard because Demolition Man is a cult classic film. Definitely. You know, it's one of those ones that might not be the greatest film ever made, Mm. but people love it. Yeah. And it also kind of requires Sly Stallone to be cryogenically young, doesn't it? I don't know. How, how is this going to work? I think they'll always, like with all these classic action heroes, Stallone, Arnie, Harrison Ford, like they, they find ways to bring back Indy mm. and Terminator and all these things. Sometimes they work and don't. So, yeah, I wonder what they're going to do here. It has to be plausible. That's the Mm. biggest thing. You really need – you can't just be going back for the sake of nostalgia. You need a plausible reason why Mm. this story Mm. is going to work now. And I think the genre of sci-fi opens up doors creatively to achieve that. So only time will tell. Now, I'm really excited about this. NASA has confirmed this week that they're partnering with Tom Cruise to make an action-adventure movie that will be partially filmed aboard the International Space Station. Now, this news is both unbelievable – and not surprising because Tom mm. Cruise is always taking things to the next level. And yeah. it would not surprise me in the slightest if he did this himself. Yeah, absolutely. He's no stuntmen. It's him on the yeah. International Space Station. Legit. He just pushes boundaries. And Josh and I watched the last Mission Impossible film the other night. Mm. Again, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. And my God, I remember watching that in cinemas and being blown away. I'm just watching it home on my TV and watching him, Tom, do this shit on and the motorbikes, you, on planes yeah. and helicopters. I'm like, fuck, that movie is so beautifully made. It is like action movies should be. And he's yep. right in there. He's fucking insane. Yep. But wow. Like, it's it so shows, good. 
It shows what can be achieved and the emotion and the adrenaline that can be put into a movie when you don't rely on CGI. Exactly. People can get a little bit lazy with CGI, I think, these days. It gets relied on a little bit too heavily. And when you, we talked about this in Call of the Wild where they um, amalgamated real footage of a dog with a little bit of CGI instead of making him completely CGI. Yeah. And it worked so much better than something like The Lion King. Exactly. Oh, God, don't bring up The Lion King again, Lee. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I've just recovered. <laughs> you cannot get past in-camera work. You just can't. I always, like, have a benchmark for, and this might be a bit much, but not a benchmark. I, I really admire the Die Hard with a Vengeance film because mm. they do some incredible in-camera real stunts, all that stuff, and mm-hmm. it just makes the film pack such a bigger punch than if you've got a beautiful CGI landscape and these stunts that are digital doubles and stuff. It does Mm. work. Like you have films like The Matrix, which really lean into that and it it works for that. But action films should, you know, Mission Boss Will Fall Out is probably the latest benchmark in action films other than John Wick, I reckon. Like it's Mm. just awesome. More of that, please. Do we want to have a newsflash, Lee? You have something to announce. (laughs) I waited a bit long, but before we move on to the next piece of news, let's drop the code word for this week for our first anniversary giveaway. So the code word this week is kernels. (laughs) What is is that thing called? ASMR or something where people like whisper into the microphones. Is that what I just did? Yeah, that's going to send chills down my spine when I listen back. I'll be like jumping straight to www.popcoppodcast.com forward slash win and entering kernel into the entry details. <laughs> so as Tim said, head to our website, enter the code word kernel for this week and your details, and you can go into the draw to win some great prizes. We've got, as we mentioned, the Popcorn Podcast mug and an iTunes gift voucher, but we also have some Sonic the Hedgehog swag to add to that now. We've got a backpack, we've got a Frisbee, we've got some light-up shoe things, lots of great stuff in there, and we'll be adding more to the prize as the weeks go on. Seriously, you want to be one of the owners of this Sonic swag (laughs) prize pool. It's really, really cool stuff. So we thank the team at Paramount for giving us those to put in our giveaway. And we're seeing your entries, so it's really awesome, guys. You're really getting into it, so thank you. To finish off news, I don't know if this is a high or a low or what, um, but Nev Campbell has confirmed that she's in talks for Scream 5. This is definitely a high from my opinion. I love this franchise. Even Scream 4 I thought was so, so good and really disappointing it didn't lead to Scream 5 sooner than this. But see, we don't have Wes Craven anymore. And Mm. although he wasn't, I don't think he was heavily involved in Scream 4. Is this going to work without him? I think that starting with the star in in Neve Campbell is a good Mm. way to get her on board because she is the franchise. And she'll be, yeah, she'll be able to bring the likes of Courtney Cox back and David Arquette. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Because we didn't really see a lot of them in the other sequels, did mm, we? They they did re not reimagine. I hate that term, but they kind of pivoted to bring it into the you know modern modern times with technology and whatever. Because it had been like eleven years since Scream mm. Three when Scream Four came out. I think what they tried to do was move it into a new direction where they could have a new cast that took the story on. But I mm. think this movie just doesn't work that way. You need the original. You need that nostalgia. You need that classic horror because that's what Scream was an homage to, that yes. classic horror. So you can't really, I don't know, reinvent that because that's not what that was about. Because it, it works in its 
it works already in what it has achieved and they just need to update the commentary on the horror genre itself mm. and and I think they're yeah they're very creative in how they tell the story in the Scream franchise and I have every faith that they'll do the same but yeah we'll watch we'll watch this space can't wait well that's it for this week guys we reviewed sonic the hedgehog and dropped another code word for our first anniversary giveaway yes we hope you enjoyed listening thanks guys catch you next time hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.